When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And I'm just trying to breathe deeply and live in the moment. Why? Uh, I was listening to the Goop podcast oh, with God. Eckhart Tolle. You know, I listened to it too. It's on my list. It was the first time I've listened to it in a while just because I saw that Eckhart was on yeah. there. And I was like, well, I better give this a listen. I made it through about mm, the first... I said I would say I made it through forty percent of the podcast. Okay. Actually, probably significantly less than that. <laughs> I think I got over halfway through. I uh, um, one of our great listeners, Nicholas, messaged us to say that he was listening to it. And he, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll try to listen to this one. Well, what's your relationship with Eckhart been like? It's funny because I've never really been like passionate one way or the other. I try. I got through a little bit of the Power of Now, like a couple chapters, but listening to him today. Maybe it's just like simple, like things that I'm sort of going through right now. So his stuff, like what he was saying sort of was resonating more than usual when I sort of picked up his stuff before. But, okay. So my, so Eckhart, this is my, this is on my list. Yeah. It's my worst. I'll oh, just wow. say it okay. now. The podcast? Well, the, yeah. His, his interview? Just yeah. because, well, I listened because I was like, you know, it's Eckhart, it's Gwyneth. I mean, this is a big one. I've got to find out what's going on here. Um, and I've always want, really wanted to get into Eckhart Tolle or whatever, however you say his name. I think so. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle. I mean, they said it on the podcast, yeah. but obviously I wasn't listening. But like, and I've had friends who have like had their lives totally changed by the power of now, love the power of now. Like it means a lot to them. And I think that's great. Like if the power of no helps you or his other, but whatever, if like his stuff helps you, whatever. One of those dear friends, of course, is Oprah. Sure. <laughs> but some of them are like actual friends that I know in real life. Um, but I, first of all, his origin story is like right where I lose it. Cause his, I, his thing is that it's fake. Like he's, I know for a fact yeah. it's fake. Cause it's impossible. It doesn't make any sense. He was, 
in and again i'm really sorry i don't mean to like offend anybody who like and if it helps you i really think that's great this is just my opinion but like he fucking was like i was so depressed in my 20s that i was going to kill myself and that depression just like made my brain explode and then all of a sudden because i was so depressed i had no choice but to like be totally present in the moment and then I spent like two days just staring at a glass and like um, looking at the window. And then he said he spent a year just sitting on a park bench laughing and enjoying life and just like laughing and being happy and just like staring at everything. That sounds amazing. And I, I spent, was like, you can't spend a year. You spent what? I was going to say, I spent two hours uh, in a movie theater last night just laughing and enjoying life because I saw Doolittle <laughs> and it really <laughs> pushed me over the edge into insanity and I loved it. <laughs> yeah i mean i wish that he was just like i saw do little my lost my mind i said and then now i wrote this book so i know like the secrets <laughs> of the universe <laughs> um that was like me when i saw richard jewel last week oh yeah oh my I god mean, I that was... should be a good that's a double feature at the new bev if i've ever heard one. Oh my god that would be honestly i wish that i still went to the second run theater because those are both great second oh, run yeah, yeah, options yeah. oh richard, richard jewel made me really mad that movie i hated it so much uh dr Doolittle made me peaceful and happy and much like X Car totally felt after he was on the park bench uh, for a year. I yeah, I know. But I was like, how do you sit on? Like, where did he shit? What did he eat? What he is must he have left a little bit, like well, to go home. At he night. was like, I was basically in a trance for a year. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any no. what. Well, he also said, and I, I don't know his origin story super well, but like he he said, oh, he you know wasn't doing well, and he didn't have a lot of money, and he was living in like a small apartment with a bunch of roommates, and it just seemed like typical sort of twenty something stuff. Yeah, figuring and yourself that out. type of depression I'm not interested in. Like I'm past twenty something depression. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, you don't like your roommate. Sorry, your boyfriend's mean to you. What you're still upset about something your mom said five years ago? I don't have time, no. bitch. Like I'm thirty five years old, okay, and it's only gonna get worse. There was a study I read that said that women reach peak depression in their late 30s and men reach peak depression in their late or in their early mid 50s. Oh, God. So I still have that to look forward to. Yeah. And I think it make I think it's because like women, when they get into their late 30s, they understand what's happening. But men, it doesn't fully compute until they get to their 50s. That makes sense. And like also like men don't get discarded by society <laughs> when they turn 38. No. But women do. But men maybe kind of more so once they're in their 50s. I would love to get discarded by society right now and just live as a monk for the rest of my well, life. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just watch Doolittle on you a loop could, over and over I again. I don't think that's what they do. No, they you make beer... You like uh, jack off furtively in the corner. You're allowed to jack off? I don't think technically, but yeah. I think you're confused about what a monk is and also about what it means to be discarded by society. And you get up early, you pray a lot, you eat like macrobiotic, um, shave your head. You could work at Goop. That sounds like I, uh, something I would never get does. hired at Goop. They hire the most gorgeous, beautiful, young willowy things at the goop store oh you well, mean the goop office or the goop store neither one would hire me but well i don't know maybe after a year of living that way you'll be goop ready oh that's true <laughs> i mean i because i think that's how they get in shape i have to there. scrub the old internet and change my name yeah that's mm, fine yeah. they won't they're not going to scratch the surface uh, if you're eating macrobiotic they're already intrigued that's true <laughs> So you just don't buy his origin story and so you don't think what he says is well valuable. and then after that it just like I just to me like saying I'm this guru I've had this spiritual awakening I know more about like the nature of the universe than you do because of this experience is sort of like cult leaderish to me mm. 
And if you really are so enlightened and have had this great experience, then why are you selling $30 books and going on Oprah? Why aren't you, why aren't you like a religious leader and doing it for free? I just, I don't trust anyone who's like claiming that they have religious knowledge and then charging me for it. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess it was just like the certain things about trying to live in the moment. I mean, it's so trite when you say it out loud, but it's true. Like you do have to think about that stuff or just like not being a victim of your ego or your circumstances the thing of like worrying versus not where i worry so much like i i've always been like a worrier and it's just not productive that example he did about like standing at the airport um waiting to check in and the line not moving Mm -hmm. that's literally like every time i go to the airport i that is me and i'm like what is there is no point in this like this is not helping anything so i guess the the like little just and i you know listened to 20 minutes of this podcast and i've read like two pages of his book but it was like oh this these are good little tips that and i guess i don't really even believe anyone when they say i read one thing or i saw one person or i listened to one thing and it changed my life yeah because that's like never my experience like everything mm-hmm. is so gradual yeah and that is, that's weird to me to like have this revelation i mean it's similar to all of these help like uh, marianne williamson f- says the same thing and most of these people have like this life-changing experience and i wish that i did but like even the most traumatic moments of my life i i will have like maybe learned little lessons but you do sort of go back to like go back to the mean a, a little bit i and, mean for me it's like i'll go through something but then it takes like years of um, like therapy and processing to get any sort of lesson out of yeah. it. I mean, I'm not like, oh, and suddenly I realized this and then I immediately became this way. I became a different person. That's no, I would love for life to work like that. But it, in my experience, at least it totally does not. No, so that- and I don't need my life. Like I don't, I don't think I will ever, I don't think I'll have any experience that will fundamentally change who I am. And like, I don't want that to happen. Like, I think that the journey is like self-acceptance more than like the yeah. struggle to change. And like, um, accepting, I was sorry, I went to a meditation class mm. on this weekend, but accepting change as like a natural thing that happens because people want to change, but they don't like change. That's very true. But like accepting that you are who you are and things change that are out of your control are like the two like struggles of my life. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough out there, guys. It's tough out there and we're all getting older every second mm-hmm. of our lives, you know? <laughs> but I would suggest go to a movie theater yeah buy a ticket to doolittle buy a big beer or do an edible or whatever you like to do yeah and sit and laugh i was i took an edible and sat in the front row of, at richard jewel because they were the only seats left yeah, oh, wow. seats all the way back but i would be scared to do that at doolittle because i oh i just hit my own face with the microphone oh, no. because i would be scared that i would like get scared of the animals and <laughs> like the tiger <laughs> Scary. The animals, they're also anodyne also because they're voiced by like the most like cuck comedians. <laughs> Wait, like who? It's like Kumail Nanjani and like um, Jason Manzukis and all those people. So you're just like, I don't think that I could be scared by them. Well, I'm also scared of being bored. Isn't it boring? Uh, I mean, it could be boring. It's, it's, there were, there was definitely moments where I fell asleep and then, but then I woke up and then there's moments of pure delight and craziness. Like um, 
there's the plot i mean obviously makes no sense they have they have to see the queen in buckingham palace and they don't it's everyone knows sort of what buckingham palace looks like and this yeah. is not buckingham palace okay. and uh and the animals have no relationships with each other i'm not i'm not really selling the the some uh, the some parts of the whole are more than the parts themselves wait did you actually like it well, no, I mean, it's, it's a terrible and competently made movie. Okay. The climax, spoiler alert, the climax, climax of this movie, and I think people have written about this, is him pulling a bagpipe out of a dragon's butt. Ugh. Voiced I'm by great this. British actress Frances de la Tour. I'm not going to this. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I don't Selena Gomez it. voices a giraffe. It's fine. Um, Marion Cotillard vo- voices a fox. Good. Uh, but it was yeah, it was just like it, it similarly to cats. It was like in the same, the same vibe as like as cats. Robert Downey Jr. is uh, he has a Welsh accent. He's he's going insane. I mean, it, I don't know how to describe. I it. like a Welsh accent. I yeah. like I like a Welsh accent. I mean, this is so fucked up, but I like the like nice Welsh accent. But then like the, I'm not I'm not uh, familiar with the class differences of the Welsh accent. Like. Well, if you have like a heavy Welsh accent and are like from like a working class Welsh family, I like can't understand anything that you're saying. Yeah. But then like the nice ones are like John Ronson has like a nice Oh, Welsh or like accent. a Catherine Zeta Jones. Does she have a nice Welsh accent? I would assume hers is nice. It seems nice to me. I don't even I can't even place it. Mm. I don't even know what she sounds like. Uh ooh, it's like ooh lulu lulu. Yeah, it's like <laughs> ooh lulu. <laughs> That's what Robert Downey Jr. was trying to do. But not to be a classist bitch. Mm. My own dad has a very working class English accent. Hello. No, he's not from the south. Oh, no. Hello. Yeah, that's um, it. He's from the north. Thank you. <laughs> and that is my SNL tape. Thank you. You're uh, I'm also sipping some matcha. Oh. I'm feeling good. Took a long walk today in Griffith Park because the city of LA decided to spend $16 million on a bridge that it is basically down the street from my house. Um, and so I can walk across the five freeway into the park, um, which is great for me. But unfortunately, there are several tens of thousands of unhoused people living in L.A. Were people like displaced by this bridge? I don't think anything? they were displaced, but they weren't helped. There was well, it's a, a totally different. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a developer that said that they were going to pay for this bridge if th- this like warehouse behind my apartment was turned into condos. Oh, God. And uh, and so like the city denied that permit. So then he pulled funding, but then the city itself finished building the bridge, uh, over the LA river, which is like where a lot of homeless people live. It's, it's fucked up. And yet I'm taking advantage of this bridge. So I'm part of the problem. Um, So it's just, wait, I'm sorry. Is it just fucked up because like, just because it exists and it's like a waste of money or is it fucked up because of something that like specifically happened with this developer? Well, mostly because of the, well, a little bit of both the money obviously could have been used, for other things, but then also like the housing of, I don't know that like this develop the condos they were going to, I don't know what the percentage of like affordable housing and even with affordable housing, I don't think like the homeless people themselves would have been helped so by wait, it. So wait, did he turn an existing apartment into condos? No, nothing happened with the condos. Oh, they never built. Yeah. The, the permit was denied. And so he pulled, oh. he, he, so went, he stopped building the bridge and then they finished the bridge exactly, without yeah. anyone getting housing. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's not like a one-to-one uh, difference but it's like it's still like there's such a problem and you know we pass all these local measures to try to help homeless people and then nothing ever seems to get done yeah nothing ever happens because like um, real estate developers have like such a hold on the city it's really frustrating and like there basically is no affordable housing in Los Angeles 
No, you have to already fucking live here. You have to, you have to, yeah, like, we talk about it all the time, but, like, there's no way I'd be able to afford to live in the apartment that I live in right now if I were moving into it today. Yeah, me neither. And I've only lived here for six years. It's, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. Rent goes up yeah, fast. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I I really would like to know what a new apartment in this building goes for. Mm, it's crazy. <sighs> anyway. Uh, Gwyneth News. There's a little bit. What is it? Well, okay. We'll go quickly over the candle thing. What's that? Uh, so... We mi- we must have missed it last week. I guess there there was a new candle by Heretic um, that supposedly is being sold on the Goop website. It wasn't in the newsletter, uh, but it's called "This Smells Like My Vagina." The candle. Oh and, yeah, and I then think I heard about it. It was a whole round of media, sort of you know, mainstream, <laughs> the lamestream media, like uh, uh, doing another round of these. Like, oh, isn't Gwyneth so crazy that she has Fuck a candle? Stupid! Like, what is wrong with these dumb people? Are they t- are they investors in Goop? They or take something? no, yeah, they take the bait every time. Goop obviously does these things to get attention. The show is coming out next week. Some people got screeners, not us. We didn't get screeners. No, but you know who did? <laughs> Fucking Jennifer Gunter got screeners because she already kidding. reviewed. She already said on Twitter. The, and by the way, the new show is boring. So either she's completely lying and she didn't see the show, or she got screeners. Well, maybe someone she knew got a screener. Who would she know? She lives in like fucking Mill Valley. Well, she obviously knows more than we do. Yeah. She's fucking. <laughs> she like basically took our whole idea and like became really successful. <laughs> no, her idea wasn't our idea. No. We don't want to be a doctor who's uh. always bitching about stuff. <laughs> um, but that's the greatest review that they could ever have is Jen Gunter calling it boring. Yeah. Well, I would hope Jen Gunter would think it was boring. That probably means it's really good. I thought her show was boring from the five but second. Yeah. Co- her the, show's uh, still not available in the United States. Although we did watch it because someone filmed their laptop and sent it to us, which was, that's our screener. And that's like the most amazing thing that could ever possibly happen to <laughs> Yeah, us. That's the only screener I need is like the, a bootleg screenshot. I mean, it was, yeah, it was Canadian. like, and I think it was like on Instagram. Yeah. Like it was so. Yeah, definitely like disappeared after it was, a day. Yeah. Like as soon as you watched it, it disappeared. It was really hard to watch. It was so funny funny it was like one of the greatest things <laughs> um wait i want to get this smells like my vagina it's it sold good. out yeah and it's, it's it's a bundle of roses wrapped in suede it that does. is not what my vagina smells like <laughs> and a little gardenia i that would have no nice. idea i've never smelled one so it could smell like anything and i'd believe it vegetable wax and a lead-free cotton wick and this is the so this is um the little red-headed fella uh douglas little <laughs> <laughs> who is heretic who I guess he and Gwyneth um, sort of collaborated on the goop edition candles that uh, have been discontinued. Those were so disgusting anyway, but this is not a goop oh, edition. This is just are, heretic. They do like the dirty stuff. Yeah, 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 and dirty. I had one of them that was really good. Which one did I get? I think it, fuck every, th- this website. Okay. I already, I'll tell you this. I'm pissed at the heretic website. It doesn't work well. Mm-mm. It was like every time I tried to scroll and see all the types of weird perfumes they had, it like tried to redirect me. Anyway, mm. I think it was the, oh, the Florgasm. That oh, was yeah, the one. Yeah. It smelled so good. But the second you spray it on. I thought you were going to say it, it smelled like butt. No, it smelled like good, like flowery, floral, mm. whatever. But as soon as you sprayed it on, it like evaporated immediately. Oh. Like it, it lasted for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I think uh, these high class scents are more subtle than um, trash like us are used to because we love a. I told you I'm wearing, I can't say it, YSL, Yves oh. Saint Laurent. I told you. Uh, my my 
my uh, sense of smell has completely my... died because of Bath and Body Works. Um, but they, I think it's just because they're all natural. Yeah. Um, I need them chemicals. <laughs> yeah, I need chemicals <laughs> to get into my bloodstream. Sorry, I yelled. I was just really proud of my new perfume. YSL. Wait, let me. Go I'm closer. not wearing it right oh, now. You're not wearing it. Yeah. But I was wearing it the other day, and you were like, "You smell good." Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. See. I did smell it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so blah blah blah. This candle smells like my vagina. You guys all know this. We're not going to cover what the lamestream media covers. And I guess that's it. There's. Yeah, I just got the Jen Gunter's review of the Goop Show and the candle. Did you find anything I else? I didn't find anything. I was oh, Martha on- Stewart was on Watch What Happens Live last night. Oh, God, and was she? Yeah. That's a good Watch What Happens Live. I, I just watched the minute because one of the callers was like, did you know Gwyneth Paltrow has this candle that smells like her vagina? And of course, Martha Stewart like didn't hear the question because she's you know, advanced in years. So she's like, Gwyneth Paltrow has a candle that smells like Martha. What? She thought it was like the candle that smelled like her. She hates Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. She hates the lifestyle brand so much. I just got her shitty magazine. Oh, that magazine is so bad. I, can't, I thought I unsubscribed, but I guess I didn't. Oh, you I can't unsubscribe. It. You stop paying and they'll still send they it still to you for years. They still send it to you for yeah. years and years and years. Oh, she's got a new Ask Martha. Oh, I mean, I, lo- I used to love Martha Stewart and that's a, that's why she's irritated at Gwyneth because Gwyneth really just took Oh, and now Martha, her. look, I opened to a random page ask martha what are some great natural nail polishes are you kidding me that's the most ask jean question i've ever mm. heard in my life and who wants natural nail polish what are you talking what about? does that even mean just like squid ink or like beetle blood she's talking about sally hansen sally hansen has a line called good good kind pure wow, it has 30 name. chic shades mm. anyway yeah I, I, vegan and Martha also has a new, I think she has like a new organizing book. I think she's trying to jump on the, the Marie Kondo type of Well, yeah. Thing. I think just like maybe her time has kind of passed. Yeah. Like because there's Marie Kondo, there's Gwyneth Paltrow, there are all these other lifestyle and home organization people that really don't need, they really don't follow the Martha model. No. And I love Martha and her face looks exquisite. It's just pulled and tweaked and filled and perfectly yeah, it looks great perfectly plump too yeah. in the cheeks she's got perfect little apple cheeks she does still. yeah she's not plump at all i just mean her skin her her skin is plump so it doesn't have wrinkles no yeah i just mean she has botox that's I mean, all I mean. yeah and more botox and more that's the name her. of our store <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well let's um move on to the old newsletters let's move on what was your best of the week okay my best was oh seamus oh those recipes he had a good salmon recipe in there and i was proud of him it did look like a good i didn't want i don't like eggs so the other one was like a egg thing and then there was a lamb thing which i also don't really eat lamb but I do eat salmon and it was salmon and Brussels sprouts and you put like mint and uh, pomegranate seeds on it. And that's my whole thing. Mint and pomegranate seeds. That's it. That's great. And it's a sheet. It's like one sheet pan. I feel, well, this seems very similar to uh, Andy Bargami's new salmon recipe in Bon Appetit. That's like a, in the, <laughs> in the, um, the like healthiest Bon Appetit January cleanse. Wait. I saw that, but I didn't. I but that one's with Swiss it. chard, and but it's all about like taking a big piece of salmon and sort of like tearing it and putting it over vegetables, and then just putting it in the oven. Why do you have to tear up a big piece of salmon? When I don't you know. Bon Appetit, the they're all into tearing everything. They don't everything cut has anything. Everything to tear yeah. it because it's like you get craggly little. It's like a uneven surface, so it I browns. I know. Better. I know they want you to tear your tofu. Tear, tear your mushrooms. Tear. No thanks. 
but Seamus doesn't tear. He still cuts old school. I cut too. Yeah, I cut. I don't. I mean, if I tore my salmon, my husband would never touch me because no, my hands would smell like salmon. And it's I... like I know you'd be a new Gwyneth Paltrow candle, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, are you supposed to tear it before you? cook it i think so yeah to get i don't yeah I don't so know. just like you're ri- like Ribbon. a bear <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> wait i'm sorry this is not a little off topic but i saw someone on twitter was just talking about how stupid straight guys are okay he, she was like i guess he like she invited some dude over for dinner for like a date and she was like oh can you um have this cauliflower and then she walked back into the room and he was trying to tear it in half <laughs> with his hands but now he'd be like, oh, I just read Bone Up. It's yeah, like, that's, that's how true. I prefer that's it. So we could it. get the craggly edges and she'd be like, she'd be oh, like, I'm yes. cool. Yeah. Give him a blowjob. Everyone right wins. That's how, it, that's how they get it, yeah. Yeah. I, Seamus's recipes. These ones were better than usual. I also like the pressure. I was appreciating the like the pressure cooker lamb recipe, except meat. I'm also not, I'm sort of not eating any red meat right now. Yeah. And like I could see doing that for a very sort of special occasion. Maybe mm-hmm. the Oscars or something. But on a normal day, I'm not going to like, cook a lamb shank i am not cooking a lamb shank yeah. no this is not biblical times no, no, no. i don't need it although i do like lamb oh, oh i love it i love like a euro or oh, like god, a yeah oh my god and um what's it called uh what's the little meat store on hillhurst the fancy oh, butcher it's called McC- McCall's. McCall's. mccall's their lamb oh it's good it's well so you can good. get it from mccall's i mean that's all you know, yeah that's sustainable yeah, it's sustainable it's for expensive sure. Um, but yeah, even well, the, I'm sure the lamb shanks are extremely expensive. You, they have a ground lamb, which mm-hmm. I've made. Uh, shepherd's pie. Oh, I've never made shepherd's pie. I made like a kafka kebab, kafta kebabs. Oh, that's with good. it, and even that, it's like a little more expensive than obviously ground beef or turkey, but it's still only like twelve dollars a pound, so it's not crazy, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really good treat. Yeah, the ground lamb. I've definitely used it. Yeah. I've only used it to make shepherd's pie, but it is way better than beef in your shepherd's pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> so salmon. I like the salmon, and I was just like... Oh, and then the egg one. I like eggs, but I'm not going to like... Also, because John doesn't like eggs, so I'm not going to like cook like a giant thing of eggs for one. Yeah. I... Eggs are my are one of my big struggles. I always try to like get into eggs because they always tell you to eat eggs yeah. for like weight loss or just like wellness or whatever. Sorry to trigger everybody or health journey, whatever the fuck. <laughs> but I don't. I they just I don't like them. They're disgusting to me. So I just kind of you know once in a while some scrambled eggs. Yeah. I I eat them. I'm not like afraid of eggs. Mm-hmm. I just like if I have eggs in my fridge, they will go bad. That's crazy. I love. I I would eat eggs every single day if I could. Mm-hmm. I. I have been told by my doctor to limit myself to once or twice a week for eggs. Yeah. Um, because of the Jewish curse. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have that curse. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have high cholesterol yet. Uh, Maybe I do. I don't have to. I have to but like my favorite sort of weekday breakfast is just uh, Ezekiel toast with avocado and Italian fried egg, which is just that high heat. So you get the, the crispy. crispy edges and then um, a little Aleppo pepper, the runny yolk. So fucking good. That sounds very good and very... Shave a parm. Wow, that's a pretty fancy breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only takes a few minutes to I, make, but I it mean, looks good. I eat oatmeal. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, so my best was... Oh my God. Okay, this looks really fun to do. So it was going to be my try, and then I bumped it up to best, was the 12-minute writing exercise to purge emotions. Oh, wait, I didn't see that, but I want that. It's really good. So, okay, so there's this guy named Habib Sadegi, D.O., which I think means doctor of osteopathy. Is that a real doctor? Yeah, no, D.O. is a real doctor. Real doctor. D.O. 
like what's his name is like a DC or something. That's not real. There's one that's not real that has a D in it, but it's not D.O. Yeah. A D.O. Mm, yeah, I think it's it's something. Okay. But uh, he has a book called The Clarity Cleanse with a foreword by Gwyneth herself, which is like, that's Ooh. high praise. Even um, high Foam Roller la- Lady doesn't have a foreword by Gwyneth. No, 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 no. She does not. Uh, so Clarity Cleanse, and he has this um, sort of emotional detox that he likes to do. Uh, it's called, well, the book is called 12 Steps to Finding Renewed Energy, Spiritual Fulfillment, and Emotional Healing. And then he talks about this like emotional writing exercise. Uh, so he says, over the past 20 years, a growing body of literature has demonstrated demonstrated the beneficial effects that writing about traumatic or stressful events, or I'm sure you could just do your norm- daily, it doesn't have to be trauma, uh, but it has a physical and emotional uh, effect on your health. The immediate impact of expressive writing is usually a short-term increase in distress, negative mood and physical symptoms, and a decrease in positive mood. Oh, wait. Oh, that's weird. It says the immediate impact of expressive writing is bad but i guess this one is good i don't know uh so here's the exercise emotional writing um it says the exercise works best if you keep writing and don't stop to think about what you'll write next or self-edit forget about punctuation blah 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 so before you begin get a notebook and pen and find a quiet place where you won't be disturbed sit down and set a timer for 12 minutes open your notebook and simply start writing about whatever is disturbing your piece it could be your health job finances personal relationships or anything else don't think about it too much just start at the end of 12 minutes stop writing immediately take the pages to a secure non-flammable area like a concrete patio your driveway fireplace or barbecue and set them on fire don't just tear them up fire is transformative and cleansing your goal is to neutralize the negative energy and fire does that by changing the chemical composition of the paper to ash end of exercise where would you take them i don't know i do it in my backyard or whatever by, by backyard, I mean the place that I park my car. I mean, I think I would get evicted if I was like burning shit back there. Oh yeah, you have like a re- you have like a bigger apartment complex. I could, I have, no one would care if I if I burn the pages behind my house. Huh. I could also take it. Well, the park I have that park um, with the barbecues. I could put them in the. You could walk there. across the ten million dollar. I could walk across the ten million dollar bridge. That, but I could. I think I would just do it. Oh, there's that other little park. Yeah, then, I'm barbecues. talking about North Atwater Park. Yeah, yeah. That seems like. I, do you know how to use those barbecues? Uh, I think you just have to bring your own coal and and. So and, you're gonna go buy some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll just go to behind my house with a lighter and set the paper on fire. It's not that complicated. I don't know. Who's going to tell me stuff? Literally, my downstairs neighbor parks three cars back there when you're parking one. And we don't say shit, so no one can tell me to not burn my emotional writing. Oh, it would be all hell would break loose, I think, if, if I was doing that back there. Some guy punched another guy in this building like a couple months ago because they were in the walkway and the guy thought he was peeping in his windows. Oh, wow. So he punched him. I mean, my building, they don't fuck around. No. But you can have as many Airbnbs as you want. Whatever. We all have our struggles. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, but you could go, you could walk up to Griffith Park. There's barbecues there. I mean, it's like the most dangerous place in the world to start fires as Griffith Park. That's true. But <laughs> yeah, it's like the next fire season. It's all this guy's fault because people are burning their writing. I'm not going to bring three pages of my trauma to Griffith Park and burn it in a barbecue pit. I am not. That would, co- that that seem- would be a trauma of its own. <laughs> but that also seems like par for the course in Los Angeles. I mean, unless you have your, yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody's up there. That's like half the barbecues up there. I'm sure just people <laughs> burning, burning your trauma. trauma. 
But I don't know. Maybe I could take it. So like my parents have a barbecue. You take it to your parents' house. I'm sure you could get together with your lady friends and have like a trauma burning party. I don't think I could. I don't think they would. And I think that's why they're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also, like, I mean, this guy says the burning is important, but I, I really think what we should take away from this is is the writing, the 12 minutes of just purging your thoughts. That well, seems more important. The, the fire seems symbolic. Yeah. That, I mean, that does sound like very, uh, like, that does seem like it would be sort of cathartic. I might like to do that, but and I it, just don't know how. It's so dramatic. And you're supposed to do it every day for five days. No, but I do want to try doing morning pages. I always get told by my therapist that I need yeah. to do it. And I'm always like, I know, but I don't want to. And then I don't. I know. I like, I love writing, but I never write anything like autobiographical or personal or something. And it would be maybe healthy to. To like keep a journal. Keep a, yeah, yeah, do something. Uh, so you already went over your worst. Yeah, the, the old pod. I just am not a fan of his. I also don't understand why Gwyneth chooses the people that she does to be like important enough for her to interview. I mean, she obviously really does is a fan of his like she was saying how she got his book on tape like in the 90s or whatever so i think it's like when she's actually excited about someone she'll she'll do do the interview herself yeah i guess Um, so and then and then i think elise like i think there are other people that i mean gwyneth wouldn't interview them but that elise is super excited by too like elise is elise is definitely like more woo woo than gwyneth Hmm. so i think there are certain ones where she I don't know. It's good. I don't, that, know, I don't know. I don't. I haven't listened to Elise episode in a while. I mean, why would? I mean, sorry. My twenty twenty goals. <laughs> be nice not. to Elise. Yeah, which I don't know why, because it's like she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but I feel bad being so negative about like a woman on a podcast, yeah. even if it's Elise. Yeah, the only woman this these days that you're allowed to be mean to on a podcast is Liz. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I'm not mean to her. No, you're not. But oh, yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, I'm staying out of that yeah, one. I don't me care. too. I don't even care about any of that, honestly. Uh, um, my worst. Okay, so this is my worst, but I also lo- like it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad, or I don't want to be mean to it because I had. I enjoyed watching the video, but it was just so silly. Was the making the ultimate salad with Gwyneth and then the like founder of Sweet Green? Oh wait, where are you seeing this shit? I didn't get these. <laughs> That sounds really good to me, though. It, okay, so it was it was from. Why Ra- are you seeing these? Because I go to goop.com and it has everything, not just the ones they send you on the newsletter. But how I f- okay. You just scroll down and you see it. Okay, I'm going to goop.com <laughs> to watch this damn video. So, okay, everyone who is a neoliberal shill like me and Aggie and everyone else loves sweet green. I love sweet green. I just went there the other day. We all love it. We all it's you can be embarrassed by it, but it's fine. But I'm always deeply embarrassed by it. The thing, so so Gwyneth apparently is like best friends with this guy, like old time friends. He must be from an elite family or something. I don't know. His name's Nicholas Jamet or Jamet. Okay. Uh, and so the video is purportedly to like help you as a salad maker at home. I make am a your home salad maker. Taste as good as sweet green, but it's completely impractical because. Basically, what they do is they just have about 45 ran- ramekins on their kitchen okay. counter of every possible like, like everything prepared they have vegetable, and then they just take tongs and make their salad from all the different things. I'm like, how does this help someone at home that doesn't have like 45 different prepared things to choose? It, it was insane. It doesn't make any sense. It was yeah. like, this is fun to watch Gwyneth and the sweet green guy like make a salad for themselves, but no one's going to do this at home. And then they didn't even have like... Oh, here's how to make, you know, guacamole greens at home. It literally, there were no recipes. It was like, here's the video. And then it's like, here are, here is 
like our goop suggestions and then when you click the link it's just just like goop.com slash salads <laughs> and it goes to like all their old recipes. It's just their recipe for yeah, salads yeah. oh my god goop.com slash salads i'm watching the video on mute right now it seems like they're having a long conversation before they start making the salad yeah i don't know it, what they're talking about they're talking about. about like tech like vc like how many sweet greens he has and how he's like disrupting the industry they're talking about tech and vc they're not <laughs> talking about like Oh, and then Gwyneth made a salad dressing. Yeah, they're they're making Gwyneth loves her anchovies. Um, and he oh, he's saying like balance, which is true. Like you need a little acid, a little sweet, a little salt. That that lady on Netflix tells you what to do with the acid and the sweet and the salt. Oh, she's got a salad recipe that yeah. I want to make. Ooh, Samin Nasra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like she has the salad that's like everybody's going crazy. It's like an old salad recipe, but it's like it takes you all day to make it, but it just like looks like a pile of lettuce, but it's like everyone who tries oh it is god. like, oh my god, it's so good. Her recipes are great, but they are like time consuming. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to know how to like make like guacamole greens or whatever the whatever the different, or that, that fish one that that lady blockaded me the from getting. The fish taco. Yeah. I just wanted to know how to make it at home. I've only ever had a kale Caesar from there. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the the Hollywood Bowl's good because it has like the quinoa and the like grapes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, they used to make this one. There was like a summer one that was really good that had peach and burrata and yes. hazelnuts. That was really good. And, and they, this summer they had um, a watermelon and burrata one. The water, oh, no, that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. It was watermelon and burrata. And then, yeah, I like, I love salad with fruit in it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what was your craziest? My craziest was um, Hoff. Me too. Wim Hof. Method. This was truly crazy. Uh, question. Is he trying to start a cult? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So this was the newsletter was called Getting Hoff. <laughs> so he's like the star of this newsletter. And he it starts off by just saying that like this guy named Hoff is the this like superhuman person like he is not like anyone else he climbed mount kilimanjaro in shorts and tennies he runs tennies it's british British. he runs a marathon in the desert without a sip of water he never gets sick he's never gotten he's immune to cold and the way that he does it is three three simple steps one third eye meditation Fine. Which is unguided visualization exercise aimed at total relaxation to cold exposure by a variety of techniques from chilly showers to ice baths to long hikes in the snow. He also has a, the world record for the longest ice, ice bath. He was in an ice bath for two hours and his internal temperature supposedly like didn't drop at all. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and then the three... The third one is specialized breathing techniques. There are two different types. And then the first one is short periods of hyperventilating. And then the other one is like basically holding your breath. So he holds. So just like make he, yourself pass out. He just like hyperventilates and takes cold showers and meditates. And then he can like doesn't and like he'll like never die and like can like m- climb Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, I, which I just I don't really believe any of it. Well, yeah. And he looks unwell. Um, and then the interview with was not even with him. It was this PhD from the Netherlands named Matthias Cox, which is an amazing porn star name. Matthias Cox. Matthias yeah, Cox. And so Matthias Cox is is uh, studying Wim Hof and trying to see if other people with autoimmune diseases, because basically what Wim Hof does supposedly is repress his immuno response because all these horrible things are happening to his body yeah. and nothing happens to him. Um, so he's thinking, Matthias Cox is thinking, if we can study him, maybe people with like, you know, chronic Lyme or like fibromyalgia or whatever can 
get better. But I like, I'm sorry, but someone with chronic Lyme or fibromyalgia is not going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro or well, like, maybe take they're an just trying bath. to. Maybe they're just saying that if you do it, then you won't get Lyme disease. I, get, I don't know. So he took this guy's blood, uh, and um, so he took a sample of his blood and stimulated that blood in the laboratory with bacterial compounds basically um i guess like similar to like a flu bacteria and he tested it and his body is just like immune to bacteria i think this guy either is full of shit or he's just like a freak of nature like you know one in a billion people have like a weird genetic difference i don't know that i mean i don't want to take an ice bath um well people like swear by ice baths the other guy that loves it is freaking tim ferris oh yeah who i think is also full of shit so oh, i right. don't know when i did four hour body one of his things is i, I didn't never did an ice bath but i tried to do a cold the shower cold showers no, no. oh my god that was the worst period of my life <laughs> that did that work for you i lost so much weight doing it i think it only works for men yeah i, I just remember feeling like shit all the time i it took me a, i don't know it was weird like now i can't imagine being that disciplined i was like so disciplined yeah. about it for months well, because you had the cheat day where you would go Yeah, crazy. that cheat day. And it was, I made such a fun, like I would go to like all the, because I had recently moved to LA. So it was like every cheat day, I'd go to like a different like burrito place and yeah. stuff in my face. So that was fun. But you're supposed to. Yeah. That was a, that's a weird one. I, yeah. I don't know that, I think in your like 20s and early 30s, maybe you can do that. I, now I feel like my body would go insane if I tried to do that. I just don't want to. Do, and the thing that I hated the most was that like you had to eat like 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Yeah. I remember that part. The breakfast were so you disgusting. You have like at least two or three eggs, a giant pile of beans. And the beans. And so like greens. Beans. Yeah. Oh, and oh man. Yeah. You had beans like every meal. Yeah. A lot, a lot of beans. Um, so yeah, I don't, this seems not for everyone, this Wim Hof stuff. But I guess if you're suffering from a horrible autoimmune disease, like you try anything. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if that's the point, is that the point? I'm not sure. I don't really know why he's, what his deal is. Yeah. I mean, I just think these autoimmune diseases are so understudied and like people get so desperate then they're like extra susceptible to weirdos. And There's quacks, a lot of weird shit out know. there. Yeah. Uh, Matthias Cox, assistant professor in the Department of Intensive Care Medicine at the Raudbaud University Medical Center in Nibigen, the Netherlands. Okay, Matthias. Uh, so that was both of our craziest. Yeah, that was both of our craziest. And then my thing I would try was, well, I sort of uh, changed it. So first... My thing I would try was just skipping the majority of these newsletters for my own mental health because there was a lot of it. I was like, not reading it, not reading it, not reading it. No, like fertility issues, suicide, ADHD. They're getting too serious. These are all things that I'm absolutely not going to read about. I don't want to. And I also, like the detox ingestibles, I'm like, I don't want to hear about detoxes right now. I want to hear about like recipes and maybe some crazy guy who thinks that he can like defy nature I didn't want to calculate my biological age. Oh, and you can't. I thought at least that would be fun to see what they say, but you it's like a blood test. It's not like a, a Cosmo quiz. Oh, yeah. I didn't even open it. I was like, fuck this. Because it, it's not your biological age. It's just like how like health, healthy you are. sick you are. 
And I'm like, fuck this whole thing. I didn't want to read about London Calling, what the weekend in the creative capital. I don't want to think about Oh, San Diego Travel Guide. That's more depressing than the suicide article. I don't want to think about it. I don't want a travel guide because I'm not going anywhere. Mm. But then there was one other thing that I would also try, which is the guide to maintaining a minimal closet. Oh. Because I have a lot of clothes and my life is is falling apart (laughs) because of it. So You know who has a new book about that? Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Maybe I, maybe I trust her, but you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this repair, rewear thing. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of stuff. I'm going to keep maintain a more minimal closet at the end. Yeah. I need to get rid of, uh, I have my t-shirt drawers busting out all over and there's a lot of t-shirts I don't wear. I need to do it too. Yeah. And I think the thing, like that's one of the things, tackle your top drawer, unseen essentials need love too. If it's tattered, wholly faded or partly missing in action, time to toss. And it's like, yeah, because I keep so much old shit like that that I'm like, I'll just wear it around the house. And it's like, I do sometimes. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like shit and I look like shit and it's stupid. I know. my I, I love my old American apparel acid washed gray sweatshirt. Yeah, but it's so there's so many holes in it now, and like American Apparel doesn't exist anymore. I know that's so why I, can't, I have like, this. I would love to rebuy one, but I don't. And also, I'm like maybe I'm too old to wear a <laughs> like an acid washed cool sweatshirt. I don't know. I mean, that's I have like a, a an American Apparel just like plain like zip up black hoodie, and it's like I love it. And they, mm. it's like, where am I gonna find something like that anymore? Our whole generation is fucked over by coming of age at a time when Air- American Apparel was like a cool place to buy clothes and now yeah. you can't do it anymore and we're and lost. We're, now we don't know what to do. It's like when you go to college and don't know how to feed yourself. It's like, yeah. I don't know where to go buy clothes anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to buy them anymore. I want to mm. go to American Apparel, goddammit. Yeah. It was like ethical. It was affordable. Made in LA, baby. It was fine. Like everything looked fine. The people that worked there were hot. The people that were in the pictures were hot. Yeah. The clothes, they worked for fine, you. They yeah. were fine, you know? Yeah. Uniqlo is sort of like taken over that in my like my basic t-shirts and stuff yeah. but they're never it's never as like cool and trendy as it's american apparel it's not as good as american yeah. apparel and i also don't know if they're like as like ethical i'm sure they're not i don't know whatever anyway so i just have to purge a bunch of stuff and then i guess just get rich so i can buy my clothes from expensive places yeah that's nice g label so all my clothes just are g label uh so my thing i would try other than um setting fire to my trauma <laughs> is the soft belly breathing uh, so this was, oh, this was um, another book <laughs> called The Transforma- Transformation, Speculative but Promising by James Gordon. <laughs> Is speculative but promising in the title? No. <laughs> the way you said it, it sounded like it was called <laughs> Transformation, Speculative but Promising. <laughs> that would be great. Which would be amazing if, if somebody. If Goop comes out with like those like 33 and a third like music criticism books. Yeah. But it's just like these cute little books that are all like the speculative, speculative but promising oh series. Oh my God. I would love that. I would buy them all. Million dollar idea. Uh, so James Gordon um, teaches workshops. He has a center for mind, body, medicine, whatever. So this is like discovering wholeness and healing after trauma. Oh, so much trauma. Uh, but soft belly breathing is basically just like regular breathing, but it's breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth and like concentrating on your soft belly. Um, okay. And you're supposed to relax. It says uh, when we breathe slowly and deeply like this, in through the nose and out through the mouth with our belly soft and relaxed, all the muscles in our bodies begin to relax. And 
Perhaps you can feel this as you exhale, feeling relaxation in your belly, in your pelvis, in your buttocks, in your legs and feet, feeling the re relaxation all up and down your back, feeling all of your back muscles relax as you exhale, feeling the relaxation in your chest and shoulders. So it's like a meditation thing going through your body. Um, do that for a few minutes. I feel like I have trained myself as someone who is always a little insecure about his weight to like suck in my belly sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just let it go. Let it go, baby. Hot pot belly, like just Bruce Willis's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction, the French lady. She had a pot belly? She's like, oh, my little pot belly. Do you remember that part of Pulp Fiction? I don't think she really had one, though. No, no, it was like. I think it was just like one of those. A manifestation of her said, body dysmorphia. Yeah, I think it was just like one of those things that women say about yeah. themselves. Um, well, yeah. And then. Bye. What would bye. you buy? Oh, so this something in the newsletter sent me on my own journey that was like it ended up getting really far away from Goop. But I do believe in it where it's like. I want to buy nice glasses. I don't know what I saw in the newsletter. Do you wear that, glasses? No, like drinking glasses, oh. like tumblers. Because like all I have, I like drink out of mason jars and I have like two cups. But I want to like seriously fucking change it and like only have nice like glasses. I was so impressed. The reason that I like that new coffee shop by my house that I talk about all the time that we went to is they have like, I think those are like crystal glasses. I mean, they can't be. They're so heavy. The glasses are nice. The they're bamboo like, straws are truly horrible. But those glasses, they're so heavy. They're like crystal cut. Yeah. I don't know. You can get, I mean, I like got some stuff from Crate and Barrel over Christmas. Just Maybe like Crate and Barrel. They... Yeah, they have the right the big crate and barrel in Beverly Hills, um, or the CB2, which we're very familiar with in mm. West Hollywood. They have like they're, I mean, they're not like nice, nice, but they're nice. And well, look, I'm, I'm not getting anything nice, nice. Like, yeah. let's get real here, okay? I'm not a Gwyneth person. I just mean nice to me. Like, yeah. world market to me is nice. Oh sure, there's a great. Uh, this is a weird LA local thing, but there's a great thrift store um, right by the old landmark theater on the west side oh, that really? is like a, a cat um charity thrift store but okay. they have an amazing glassware section uh i got really? like these vintage um like rocks glass tumblers for a dollar each so i spent four dollars and i have like this nice set of rocks glasses that's now. amazing yeah. that's a good tip that's right off of olympic i got good glasses at a thrift store in pasadena that was, um, I don't know what their charity is, but they didn't have like in general an amazing glassware section. But I found um, for like um, uh, champagne cocktail glasses with the gold rim and those were like a dollar each and yeah. I couldn't believe it. So I think maybe thrift stores are your best bet for because like you can't a thrift store around here in Los Feliz or whatever is going to be ransacked by like hipsters going to thrift stores. You have to go to old rich go neighborhoods, out, Pasadena, Beverly Hills, West Side and where um, basically where old rich people die and just take and their stuff. Them. Yeah. God, so depressing, but so necessary <laughs> for our glassware. Uh, and it's ethical and environmental because you're it's not. It's ethical because what's going to happen? Oh, my God. Look, here are the glasses. No, they aren't the exact glasses, but they're very similar from CB2. They're oh, not yeah. the exact glasses, but they're. But they're they nice. They might be. They're crystal. They're really similar. And they're nine ninety five each? Yeah. That's great. 
So th- I have a lot of options. Yeah. But I, this is my new thing that I want nice glasses. No more mason jars. 2020. No, Over. The mason jars are done or the mason jars are for salad dressing only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mason jars are the American apparel holy sweater of the glassware world. It's just, it's like at a certain point, it's like slightly embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that, I mean, I'd still drink a mason, drink out of a mason jar, especially when I'm going places. It's because it seals well. It seals yeah. and it's, yeah. Uh, so instead of things I would buy, I am going to review a couple of goop things that I received for Christmas. Oh my goodness. Uh, and they both got five star reviews. So oh, wow. um, my wonderful husband, gave me a couple of goop items for christmas uh the first thing is this was honestly it was like a little more expensive than i expected okay uh it was a black eye mat a black eye mask from slip as everyone knows i'm like not a good sleeper so anything i use to help me get to sleep i'm ready for so this is from uh a company called slip and at retail it's 50 dollars. i was like oh you spot me it's very nice. Wow. Uh, made of pure long fiber mulberry silk, this eye mask is luxuriously soft and soothing. A brilliant gift for light sleepers, serious nappers, or frequent flyers. The pure silk filler blocks out light, making it the ideal conduit to blissful, uninterrupted sleep. Oh, wow. Uh, 100% mulberry silk. It is, I mean, it is like a lovely little pillow over your eyes. And that I'll never go back to another really? eye mask. It's really great. Oh, my God. That's great. Because I just found one of my eye masks and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, there even on Goop, there's a couple cheaper options, which I'm sure I'm good. But if you have like, you want to get a gift or you want to shell out a few more bucks, I highly recommend this. Okay. The other item I got and I just used for the first time yesterday and it's I'm obsessed with it already is um, a divided airtight food storage container from Onyx and it's only $30 on Goop and it's a stainless steel uh, round container that you can, you know, carry your food in. Uh, But it has um, like a divided interior. It has like little sort of divisions that you can put in or you can take out. Um, So you can like what I did yesterday was make um, my own little sweet green salad uh-huh. at work. So I had uh, some, you know, kale and Brussels sprouts in one side, a little white beans in the others, some like nuts and feta cheese in the third side. And then you can take out the, oh, and it comes with like a little tiny canister that you can make, you can put salad dressings in or whatever. Oh, how nice. Um, so you can like make your own thing. And it is airtight. Nothing still spills. It's obviously you're not using plastic. Um, it washes easy in the sink. Uh, and it looks very cute. Oh my God, that sounds really nice. Cause yeah, we definitely want to use less plastic. Yeah. Not an easy thing to do, but we're trying. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend both of those items. Okay, those are good items. I'm just like upset. Obs- this make let's make this a CB2 podcast because <laughs> I'm just like on CB2. I mean, I went to the Crate and Barrel in Beverly Hills to return some stuff that we got that was broken. We got it like over you know through the mail uh-huh. uh, and. It's great. Oh my god, I love it. It's, it's so huge. Nice. But I, I mean, can never afford. I mean, it's like expensive. Well, I think CB two is more expensive than the regular crate. It's and supposed barrel. to be less. I don't know. Well, the because we got like new, um, big, like salad bowls or like grain bowl type of things from, uh, from Crate and Barrel, and they were only they were like nine ninety five each. And we got four huh. of them. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't the point of CB two that it was going to be less expensive, Crate and Barrel. I thought so. I don't know. Maybe it is less expensive. They seem it's it's just the stores are smaller. It seems more upscale to me for some reason. Maybe because the store is smaller. 
I don't know. I need all new stuff, and I need it to all be from Crate and Barrel. So mm-hmm. somebody help me. Thank you. Um, put it on your registry. I know. You're just personal <laughs> my registry. Per- my personal registry, which I deserve. That is I the next make. thing that people like. People have like just personal well, Patreons people... and GoFundmes. They're just gonna have personal registries. registries. Why? Well, I mean, some people oh, Amazon just have wish their lists. Amazon yeah. wish list. For but your sugar daddies. Exactly. I know. I need a sugar daddy so bad. Brian is not cutting the mustard. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I people don't even register for stuff like this anymore anyway. Not really. No, everyone does like a honey, honey fund, fund or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh guys, don't travel. It's bad for the environment. Yeah, Just stay walk. home and go to Crete and Barrel like a fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay guys. Well, thank you so much thank for, you listening for listening to Goop Yourself. Um go Another... if you like the podcast, go to our Patreon, yes. um, sign up for extra bonus episodes and newsletters. Yes. Also, just rate and review us on Please. Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts on Spotify now. Um, next week, it's the big day. The uh, The Goop Lab TV show will be on. Okay, so, so next week. We have to figure out exactly that. how we're going to cover it. If we're going to do, well, we'll figure it out. I think we should just watch just all of it. it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But I, I probably will not be able to stop myself. So <laughs> be ready to see me binging. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.